Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 149. It is me, your host Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo, the incomparable Jim Status, and welcoming to the show for the first time, the owner of Anarchy Tattoo Studios in the Bronx, Mike Ryan. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey Gabe, you're not talking to you, you're always on the show. All right, guys, just a reminder to visit our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. There you can find all of our articles, videos, and links to our shows, not to mention our amazing snowflake melting merch, the profits of which help us fight the leftist oppressors in New York and help us, hopefully, soon, gain back our rights and gain back control of the state government. So let's get into it, guys. A lot of stuff going on over the weekend. With the cries of defund the police still echoing in major cities, we are getting a taste of what a policeless America would look like in gun-controlled Democrat cities. And boys, it is not pretty. Oh my God, 109 people shot in Chicago over Father's Day weekend. Something like 70-something shootings in New York City. It, like, it got so bad in Seattle that they had to say that they were breaking up CHOP, which it was apparently the summer of love out there. I mean, Gabe, it, it's, it, it's, we all know it's asinine to dismantle the police department. Yes, it is one thing to change the funding from military-style vehicles and high-powered weapons to training. And I've spoken to people in several departments, people who are in charge of training, saying that departments don't want to send people to training because it costs too much money. So if you reappropriate the money that's going to these military-style vehicles and put that towards training, then you get better trained cops, which I think is a great idea. But this whole thing where, oh, let's take a billion dollars from the NYPD, it's not going to make better cops because you are not going to have the money for training. So, Gabe, you know, you live in New York City. This rise of violence, I mean, you're directly affected, man. What's going on over there? Uh, well, it's, um, it's sunny. But aside from that, uh, it is a very dark time in Gotham. Uh, shootings have gone up over 300%. Uh, the NYPD disbanded some of their uh, special task force units in response to the whole defund the police. Uh, we recently saw the, uh, the Trump uh, rally that, uh, that recently passed, and he answered a lot of people's questions. You know, a lot of conservatives and Republicans asked, why didn't you, you know, you're supposed to be the tough guy, the strong guy, you know, the authority, law and order guy. Why didn't you send in uh, the military? Why didn't you have a stronger police presence? And he said, well, we just want to let it happen to show you what can happen if you just let this stuff go untamed. And we're, and we're seeing that. We're, suffer, we're seeing that firsthand. And the fact that you have the Black Lives Matter protests still happening, again, support everyone's right to free speech, but at the same time, understand that the organization is a narrative. They still don't have anything on David Dorn. They aren't talking about the people who died in Chicago over Father's Day weekend or the fact that statistics are showing that there's a higher crime rate in black um, communities as well as, which is linked to fatherless, uh, you know, high father, fatherless rates in the communities. That connection still isn't being made. Those sorts isn't being answered. But I guess it's okay that WGN TV reports that 10 juveniles uh, aged between the ages of 3 to 17 were shot in Chicago. I guess that's something that we can just let go because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the defund the police narrative. It doesn't fit the uh, lobbying that BLM does. It doesn't matter that three-year-old Mekhi James got shot. Everyone wants to talk about save our name. Uh, sorry, say my name, say their name, say their name. 
why don't you say their names, the actual upstanding citizens? Because we all know that these radical ideas are venerated and created and supported by criminals, people with dark pasts. Why are we upholding these upholding criminals over people, innocent people who are actually were upstanding role model citizens? And again, because it doesn't fit the narrative. In New York City, it's only going to get worse. If we don't vote out people now on the local level, on the city level, to who actually want to defund the police, if we don't get people who actually will support NYPD right now, we're going to go so far back. We're already starting to see that with bail reform, people started acting crazy. There was a man who recently punched a 92-year-old woman uh, walking down the street just because he thought he, was, he could be a, a, you know, a thug about it. Meanwhile, he's had over, he's had tens and dozens and dozens of arrests prior to. These are the people that they want in your streets to then enact harsher laws, to tax you more. It's a whole, that's the real systemic oppression that's happening here. Yeah, it's, it's all about control. Is. They want it to get so bad that they go, hey, the government's the only one that can come in and save us. 100%, and, exactly, yeah. Status? What's up, Evan? I'm back on the Empire State Conservatives. Another episode with my boy, Evan. Uh, so Black Lives Matter has made over $100 million Woo! lying to people, spilling this narrative that black people are walking down the street, reading the Bible, minding their business, and police just want to come and gun them down, which is a lie. Okay, Black Lives Matter is making all this money, and you you wonder why are they so hell bent on guilting white people uh, into into believing all of this? Well, the reason is because white people are the only ones who are willing to cough up money. Okay, you look at the Arab slave trade. The Arab slave trade was way longer than the Atlantic slave trade. It was. And they enslaved white and black people. First, they it was enslaved way harsher millions too. of white people. Okay, first they enslaved millions of white people. It's 1,400 years old. It's still going on today, okay? And you wonder why don't they, why don't they go ask an, an, an Arab for some uh, uh, reparations and, and money and like that? Because, you know, those people will laugh in your face and they'd probably fucking chop your neck off. Okay, so this so this is why. So white Christians were the ones that decided, hey, you know what? This slavery thing is kind of evil. I think we should abolish it. I think we should stop it. I think we should, you know, get rid of it. Okay, so the ones that decided that, hey, let's get rid of it. Those are the same ones that they're trying to guilt into coughing up money. And that's all they want. They want money. They want power. And there's this belief. Okay, so I'm from the black community. I am from a ghetto neighborhood. There's this belief that you just give uh, uh, black people money, right? Let's just say, because so I'm from Newark, New Jersey. You give every black person in Newark, New Jersey, $100,000 in reparations, okay? And I guarantee you in less than a year, the majority of them are going to be in worse positions or in the same position that they were before they got their reparations. Okay, this belief that you just give people free money and they're going to turn into investors, they're going to turn into real estate gurus is a lie. What you need to do is you need to uh, 
teach the right principles and teach these people, and not these people, I don't want to sound like I'm calling anybody, teach people in general, all everyone, teach them that, hey, with hard work, human capital, making the right decisions, you will move up in life. I posted on my Instagram this black lady uh, who, she used to work at KFC, and she posted, hey, I worked at KFC, then I became a manager at KFC, then slowly I became a, a nurse assistant, then slowly I became like some other thing, then, then she became a nurse, then she became a nurse practitioner. So what does that mean? You make good decisions, you, uh, uh, you're not on the street all day hanging out, smoking weed with your friends, you're, you're not committing crimes, you're not having uh, uh, sex without a condom, and, and getting girls pregnant and stuff. You're not doing any of that, all right? You will, by and large, have a decent life. But it's it's also, it's so much about the culture. And you talk about this all the time. And I know your show is basically all about culture. And you, we, there's a video circulating now of these guys in New York City throwing fireworks at a homeless person and laughing about it. Like, wh like wh what is going on in this country now with the left where they just don't care about human life? We saw this during the initial riots. They were like, we're going to march on the suburbs and burn them down. Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. A cop, a dirty I, cop kills a guy in Minneapolis and you want to burn down New York City and then Westchester County. If there's no connection to reality going on. I think that these people, honestly, nothing for nothing. I think that the educational system and also through mainstream media has literally programmed these people's minds to be desensitized through the various ways they have had they're literally have no touch with reality, family values. They've not been through any struggles. Everything's been given to them so easily that only thing that makes them, the only thing that they, uh, the only thing that they understand is what television tells them. And honestly, like, I mean, I, I saw that video personally. I know uh, a police officer who's high up. I personally tattooed this gentleman who put up on that, that exact video where he threw that high explosive at the homeless person. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, what is going through those kids' minds when they're throwing that explosive on that person and that, that dude is exploding? Literally, that, that bomb is exploding while that person's asleep and they're laughing about it. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they have no touch with reality whatsoever, that, that everything that they know, everything that they've learned has been through television. I mean, television is literally teaching them uh, like the most utmost anti-family values out there. Um, I, re I really think that that's really the root of everything, the education system and, and media. And let me chime in one thing quick, one quick thing, Evan. So there's this belief, there's this other misconception that Black Lives Matter pushes that in the black community, there are no opportunities. In the black community, they're living in squalor. In the black community, there's no way out. That is a lie, okay? Going all through school, I, I was like the only white, I got a t good tan now, but I'm actually really white. Um, all going through school, we had computers, we had scholarship programs, we had sports, sports scholarship programs. We had people like ex-gang members that came to our school and spoke to us. We had uh, pharmacies in the neighborhood. We had supermarkets. We had, you know, sports programs, scholarship programs. It's all about... It's all about good decisions and bad decisions. That's all it's about. Yeah, 100%. And like, like you said, Mike, people are raised by television and status. Every time you talk, 
all I hear is Thomas, Thomas Sowell's voice coming through my audiobooks because it really is. It's, you know, people don't understand the history of what's going on. And a lot of it is it's family. It's family and it's culture. Because if we look at African-Americans before civil rights, before the institution of welfare, so I'm not saying that civil rights is the problem. The issue is the welfare system. Before that, they were the strongest family unit in America. They had their own businesses. They were doing very well. The second that welfare was instituted, the entire family structure collapsed and the whole community just was thrown into chaos. And they don't see that. it's The government's all about control. Anyone who's a big government person, whether you're a neocon, Bush person, or you're a Democrat, it's, it's, that's the problem. It's all about control. This is what they're doing. They want it to get so bad that people will believe the only person that can save them is the government. And if we allow that to happen, we will be in big, big trouble. Well, that, that is exactly what the welfare state is. What's crazy, actually, is with this whole COVID, too. You know, like the solution to this, me being a tattoo artist, me being trained in virus prevention, right? Like they're making everybody wear this cloth in their face as if that's actually a virus preventative, which is not because the virus is a 0.1 micron going through a 0.3 micron mask. It goes right through. This is all control. The thing is, like their solution was to give $1,200 stimulus, stimulus bucks, which is basically the same thing as welfare. When they really could have, I used to work in the hydroponic field too, and I used to sell, um, uh, I used to sell ozone generators, which kill 99.999% of airborne viruses. And actually, if you look it up, if you go on Google right now or any any website, you can look up literally that these ozone generators literally kill COVID-19. This exact strain of COVID, it will literally eliminate it. And these cost $80 for the cheapest model. And you could get one of these to actually destroy any of the viruses that are in the air. So, I, like, the solution for this whole fucking lockdown, anti-constitutional lockdown that's going on right now, they could have actually spent, instead of $1,200 per person stimulus welfare to get us dependent, which is the goal of what they're doing, make us dependent on the government, they could have literally just spent $80 to give one household a ozone generator, which actually would have killed the spore in the air, period. And they could have isolated the old people the immune jeopardized people and, and all of us that are actually have stronger immunities that are stronger in health, we could have gone back to save the economy before they destroyed it. But the, the exactly what you're saying, what they are trying to do systematically is make us dependent, make us reliant on the government. This $1,200 stimulus is exactly the same thing as welfare. They're making us reliant on the government. They're, I, I own my business. I've been closed the past three months. You know, legally, I've been closed the past few months. And <laughs> yes, you've been closed. <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I've actually had sheriffs raiding my business, believe it or not. I swear to God, they came in there uh, and me and my friends, a Marine, TSA agent, another police officer, we were in there working out because I have all my workout equipment in my job. The sheriffs came in. They had to check out what was going on. You know what they said to me? Word for word, which is, I, I don't, I'll never forget what they said. Word for word. It rang in my head for the next five days. I, I swear. I, I was like, am, am I living in the fucking matrix? They said, you know, we don't like the governor. But our orders are our orders, and we have to follow the law. And our orders are, you're not allowed to conduct business. You can gather, you can hang out in here, this is your business. But our orders are, you're not allowed to conduct business. I'm trained in virus prevention. That has nothing to do with virus prevention. Those guys They're are full of shit, stopping the economy. They're hey, fucking destroying the economy. Systematically bombing the economy. You know who pulled out of the stock market two and a half, three and a half weeks before this happened? Bill Gates. Look at all the CEOs and top government officials that pulled out of the stock market right before this happened. And then they forcibly, systematically fucking are destroying the economy by making mom and pops go out of business, such as myself. That's why I feel about it. That's why I feel so, you know, 
it, it's fucking disgusting, man. I, I never would have thought I would have seen this happen. And 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 the thing is this too, it, it went from that where they're manipulating the Fed, they're manipulating the economy of mom and pop institutions. Well, excuse me, mom and pop businesses. To now, it's fucking. They're starting a race war. They're, I mean, they're dividing this country. It, it's this is insane. What is happening? There's so it, many different agendas going on at the same time. It's right now. reckless hatred. It's really just reckless hatred. Looking for the next target. Looking for who you can blame next to push your own agenda. And yeah. you need not look any farther than AOC. She had a recent, the now famous, recently deleted tweet where she's saying to shut, keep all businesses shut down. We gotta shut down that. the economy. So that, you know, until November, the election, <laughs> yeah, until, until the election's over, so we can show how bad a job Trump did. So two things. One, how, how dare you? Uh, you're a horrible human being, AOC, for wanting to do that. Literally have, wanting people to suffer, can, like just with, uh, with, their, with their savings. You want them to just blow through their savings and everything that they worked for. And you're risking people's mental health at the same time. But Gabe, they're Machiavellian. It's the ends justify the means. Their end, the means, yeah. the ends is they want to get rid of Trump. So it doesn't matter. We saw Bill Maher do this the second that Trump got right. Elected, Bill Maher said the same thing. We need to cra- I hope for a recession so we can get rid of Trump. Right. You hope that people suffer and lose their jobs. Like how disgusting and elitist can you be? That's what the exactly. letter forms. At but the end secondly, of the day, they sacrifice easily. Right, but what secondly, what this proves is that Trump did something right. Because yep. if he didn't do right with the economy, they wouldn't be trying to destroy it right now. And the fact that under the administration, under Big Man's administration over there, Hispanics and Black Americans have have been the most um, minority groups or groups in general in the United States that are buying houses in homeownership, as well as small business loans. Which means that they're creating, what have we been saying for so long in the show now? Generational wealth. Which means that you're creating uh, jobs and opportunities, ideally, in your community or in communities that are reflective towards you. Which hopefully creates a better future. But the fact that you want to talk about the real systemic racism, the real systemic oppression, that is it right there. In depending on the Twitter uh, settings you have, white and, uh, you know, white or black. And the fact that you want to talk about systemic racism, all of these riots are happening. All of these huge shootings and mass incarceration and violence are happening in these huge metropolitan areas where they've been controlled by Democrats for how many years? You didn't see this happening in New York under Giuliani. Just saying. It's a talking point that people like to throw around, but guess what? It was a safer time. People actually took their kids to Times Square afterwards. They weren't afraid to go there anymore anymore because that used to be the red light district that used to be the place of crime now that's moving out into the other boroughs but so the when you ask will, me, will never will never admit they've done anything wrong if we look right, at but, seattle I mean, and look what's going on me, in chop oh my god but yeah but i mean you <laughs> ask me what's happening in new york city i'll tell you you're getting high crime rates where you have uh, people targeting the police targeting uh, you know street vendors to keep the streets quiet so that they don't snitch it's just a horrible thing that's happening. But again, remember, defunding the police will magically solve everything. And as you were saying about Chaz, Chop, Autonomous, whatever zone that you want to label it, your utopia doesn't work. No matter how much you try and swing it, your utopia won't ever work because guess what? You want to talk about how bad Trump is. You built up walls. You had border security. And you also had 
a great groupthink mentality where your sheep would attack anyone with a dissenting opinion. It's very Orwellian. It's exactly what Ayn Rand would write about, where the collective supersedes the individual. And when they don't like it, they'll make sure to silence you. Yeah, but Gabe, we all know that, you know, the Seattle City Council members write that it was right-wingers causing the violence and chop. I'm pretty sure it was those same MAGA guys who went after Jesse Smollett at 2 in the morning during a polar vortex. Yeah, so a lot of what's going on with all these rioters is, is emotionalism, all right? Because I personally believe, I personally believe that if you, in your life, all right, you're getting money, you're working out, all right, you're hanging out with the opposite sex and, you know, having fun and going on picnics and going on horseback rides. If you are working on creative work, if you are working on your business, if you are working on your on investing, if you are, you know, hanging out with your friends, you know, exercising, making money. If you are doing these things, you don't have time to worry about some statue, about some guy 200 years ago. You don't have time for that. These are people that, well, the coronavirus facilitated all these people on the street. But these are people that are very emotional because they've never had a rational guy in their life. They've never had a dad in their life to teach them that, hey, suck it up, buttercup. All right. Suck it up, buttercup is, 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 is may sound funny, but it's, it's true. All right. You've got all these people that, you know, they get so hell bent over the smallest things. If I stepped outside my door today and I saw spick wet back goya beans or something on my door i I take a photo i'd laugh i don't give a shit all right i'm not gonna oh my god poor me poor me feel bad for me give me free stuff now yeah no you're 100 you're 100 on point and it's i always tell people because it's always like these first year college students right or kids in college who are always out protesting and it's like well they don't have jobs so, you know, oh, I, I can skip class on Tuesday. Let's go ride in the streets. Like, I've right. worked since I was 17 years old up until this day. I've never, I, even if I wanted to ride, I don't have the time. I can't get off work to go march down the street at 9.30 a.m. on a Tuesday. Come on. I mean, Evan, are you telling me that these same uh, people who call Trump supporters uneducated are acting irrational and uneducated? Well, there remember was, the Soviet playbook is accuse your enemy of exactly what you are. That's right, what they've been doing yeah. for years. So yesterday, just a quick side note, because everyone's uh, you know rallying uh, uh, during this time, I went to the uh, Middle Village uh, Support the NYPD rally. And it was a great rally, peaceful above everything else. And there was one uh, self-hating white person that decided to... Was it you, Gabe? Because we all know you're a white supremacist. <laughs> but not self-hating yet. Uh, they put me on the prescriptions for that one. Um, so they tried to write, uh, ironically, in Blue Chalk, uh, Black Lives Matter. Now, people yelled at her, like, screw Antifa. And they also yelled at her, like, you know, NYPD, we support the NYPD. But no one touched her. Can you imagine somebody writing Blue Lives Matter right next to or in front of a Black Lives Matter protest? You get hit with a bike lock. Yeah, they, they, they'd be dead. So... There's a right way to go about these things, and there's a wrong way. And status, like you were saying, these people have nothing better to do with their lives. And like you said before, only in this civilization 
can you, in Western civilization, a first world country, can you find something to be mad about? Even in London, uh, they were, there were huge demonstrations against the police because apparently the London or the police in England were targeting uh, minorities. There was only one person fatally injured and then, well, killed by the police. And that was a terrorist trying to blow up a bridge. But he so was a brown what? person, so you can't hurt him. Right. One word. So when does it end? When does it end? When, never. When, it never ends. One it, what word is, that keeps getting beat into my head, one word that keeps getting beat into my head is white supremacy. And to be honest, I don't even know what that is. All right, in the Dominican Republic, where my parents are from, is there Dominican supremacy in Mexico? Is there Mexican supremacy in Japan? Is there Japanese supremacy? What is this white supremacy? I don't even know what it is. Well, is status, it I'm going to tell you people, what it is. What, is it white people that want white people want to rule over other people? There are very few white people that want to rule over other people. All right, is there white people that want to murder? Black people, they're, it's, it's like they're worrying about, I swear to God, they're worrying about like 30 people in the entire country that hold these beliefs. There are like four guys and three of them are retarded that hold these beliefs, okay? No one wants to rule over black people. No one wants to kill all black people. What is white supremacy? I don't even know what it is. Is it that whites want to remain a majority in a, their country? Uh, why wouldn't Dominicans want to remain a majority in their country? Why wouldn't Japanese people want to remain a majority in their country? Is that white supremacy? I don't know what it is. They're constantly talking about it. They're constantly talking about KKK, KKK this. Like the KKK, they're, they got like two members, okay? Yeah, what was the last time you actually saw a KKK member? The reason why they're doing this shit is because they have to divide and conquer. It's an age-old strategy. Literally, 48 Laws of Power. You look it up in any strategy book. You brought up Machiavelli earlier. I read uh, The Prince by Machiavelli about seven or eight times. Literally, in order to control the people, you have to divide them in order to rule them. So what they're doing is they're just like any difference of opinion or, or difference of race or any difference whatsoever. They're literally pitting us against each other, each other. And then they're well, sitting on they're top doing, pretty and they're, they're, they're doing, relaxing while we're fucking each other up. You know. One quick note. What they're doing is they're pinning everyone against white men. Now, why oh, white men? Oh, why white men? Because white men are more likely to reject communism. White men are more likely to be pro-free speech. White men are more likely to be uh, pro the Constitution. So that's why they want to pin everyone against white men. And you say that America is such a racist country. The, like the hottest artist in America right now is like a Mexican kid with rainbow hair. All right. We had yeah. a black president. We had a black president for eight years. And we, this is a racist country. Like yeah. everybody and their grandma wants to live here. And this is a racist country that guns black people down. It's just nonsense. All right. Well, yeah, status, so. I'm going to tell you what white supremacy is, according, according to Sean King, who is the whitest black man in the history of the world. And it's Jesus Christ. It is the fact that white people <laughs> like their Jesus to be white. Never mind the fact that Asians have Jesus depicted as Asian or Ethiopians have got black Jesus. Black. Yeah. Black Jesus. Listen, what, what is the saying? It's we're all made in God's image. So if Jesus is part of your God, right? I'm Jewish. So for me, it's a little bit different, but if God, if you're supposed to be a reflection of God, 
and you worship Jesus, who's supposed to be part of God, why wouldn't your Jesus look like you? It makes perfect sense. But according to Sean King, depictions of Jesus as white are forms of white supremacy and must be taken down. I mean, this is just the latest load of nonsense coming out of the left. They're, they're tearing down statues. They tore, they're tearing down the statue of Teddy Roosevelt in New York City because it represents colonialism. The left is all about erasing history. This is what you do. If you want to take over, you have to erase the history so you can write your own. It's all about control. 100%. The left's end game is complete control. That is why they play their zero-sum game. They are Sith Lords. It is either you agree with everything that I believe or you're a racist or you don't care. It's it's all it's, it, it, that's their end game. It's all about absolute control. If if you think if you think we live under white supremacy and Christian patriarchy and male patriarchy, how come you're allowed to talk shit about Christians all day long on Twitter? You can say whatever the hell you want. You could talk shit about men. You could say you hate men. You wish all of them died. You could talk shit about white people. All right. But so if white people are ruling over you, if Christians are ruling over you, if men are ruling over you, why do you think you could talk shit about them? Obviously, they're not ruling over you. Well, Trump is Hitler. Don't you know that Hitler allowed people to just say whatever they wanted and allowed the press to do whatever they wanted and allowed dark people <laughs> and Jews to flourish? You know, you knew Hitler was super pro-Israel, right? Even though it didn't exist. And he was super pro-Jewish. I mean, it, you know, it's beyond asinine. You know what I don't get? Why is it that every time you go to one of these anti-Trump rallies, defund the police rallies, all these left-wing rallies, there are always symbols of Hitler and swastikas, no matter, without fail, without fail. You'll and they're all dressed them. like Nazi black shirts. They're all dressed like SS officers. It's all black yeah. and red and face coverings. It's so the majority, ridiculous. It's, yeah, the majority. Now, okay, not saying that conservatives are right 100% of the time or they're in the right 100% of the time, but... If you were to see on average the amount of, and not counting the Confederate flag, but if you were to see the amount of hate sim uh, symbols, you'll find that the majority of the swastikas and Hitler um, paraphernalia and symbolism comes when you go to a Democratic uh, rally all the time. Let Every me tell you something. You Let me tell you something real quick, real quick. There is literally a black supremacy group going around forcing black white Israelites. people to yeah. kiss their feet. Yeah. yeah. Forcing white people to kiss their feet. When have you ever seen a group of white men go into the hood forcing black people to kiss their feet? I mean, this is insane. You say that white people are control everything, men control everything, Christians control everything, yet those are the only people you're allowed to say, fuck you, I hope you die, you know, burn in hell, all this stuff. Right. And, but here's another thing. Uh, you, were t you were mentioning stuff about us, uh, culture earlier, uh, status. I've gone to a reopen rally. I've also gone to a uh, support the NYPD rally. While they were multicultural, the majority of it happened to be Caucasian American, white American, uh, or just white. I don't I, there because there are different ethnic groups in different parts of Europe there present. But if you look at a Black Lives Matter rally slash riot, you'll find a very diverse group of people, majority being minority. 
So why is it that we cannot come together to support safety within our communities? Why can't we support, come together and support the opening of the businesses, the small businesses that are run by minorities in this country, as small businesses are 99%, uh, make up 99% of the economy here in the United States? Why is it that we cannot come together on these issues, but we can come together as people of color to support rioting and looting? And God forbid you speak out against it, because not only are you an Uncle Tom, a whitewashed Hispanic, and et cetera, et cetera, God forbid, uh, you know, you support, if not, less that you become that. But you then are not showing enough solidarity. It's a shame that this is how, and Michael, you said this, the whole divide and conquer uh, narrative is going on. God forbid you don't have enough bad run-ins with the cops. You're not, uh, you know, you're not good enough. Your street credit is all that emotional appeal, appeal, Gabe. That you're either going to feel bad for somebody else, and that's why you're going to support them, or they're going to make you feel bad that you haven't gone through the same thing they've gone through. I have not felt guilty one day in my life for the life that I've lived. Everything that I've ever gotten, I have earned. I have never done anything to anyone else to put them down or keep them down. And no one, neither has anyone in my family. But even if my great-great-grandfather had owned a slave, why should I feel bad about that? I am not responsible for someone who lived 150 years ago. You can't be responsible for that. It's impossible. Because then where's the goalpost end? So every single German person who's had a family member who was part of the Nazi party or part of the German army during World War II forever, forever, is guilty of murdering Jews. Forever. That's insane. And my, yeah, well, my grandfather's entire family was killed by the Nazis. I have every right to be pissed off at the Nazis. I am not going to blame the grandchildren of SS guards for the actions of their ancestors. That is beyond stupid, and it's extremely immature and short-sighted. Right, and where does it end? Because It never ends, Trump, according to them. It never ends, you're right. So now they're, and Trump called it, we're in, back in 2017, I believe it was, he said they're going to go after, oh, you know, Washington and Jefferson. All the mainstream media, oh, you're over-exaggerating, that's not true. But they did all this, you know, moaning and crying about this. And then you literally have them tearing down statues of Ulysses S. Grant. Now they're going after religion. Status, as you said, you can go after Christians all you want, but God forbid you go after, and you can also go after, uh, you know, Jews. Apparently, you can persecute Jews on uh, all over, find them anti-Semitic. They, they can uh, come. Sorry. They can come, Gabe. I'm ready for them. Right. You can be as anti-Semitic as you want, because God forbid you go against, uh, you know, the CARE and, you know, the Palestinian movement, uh, because then you'll be labeled a whole bunch of other things. But remember, uh, when they tear down statues, I want to see this because 2020 will certainly be put down in history books, but I can almost guarantee you that we're, that depending on who, if we don't stop this now and the narrative continues because it's a narrative, it's not an actual true story. It's a narrative. I can almost guarantee you that 2020 will be remembered as when the, the time when Democrats really fought for civil rights because 1964 was the Republican led civil rights movement. 2020 was the pseudo civil rights movement where Democrats officially changed uh, their ways and, we're trying to help people of color by tearing down racist imagery. How can you tell me that Abraham Lincoln, the person who did the Emancipation Proclamation, was racist? Teddy Roosevelt, who fought corporatism, who tried to ensure more equality in the United States. How is he racist? Oh, you're upset that a Native American, that a person that is Native American, is uh, sitting on, I believe, his right, and a Black American is on his left, and he's on a horse. 
would you have felt more comfortable if everyone else was on a horse? Is that what we're really going to trying to be, you know, going after? He created the Museum of Natural History. He's actually donated stuff to the museum itself. And for me, growing up, even when I was a Democrat, I never said, wow, that is a racist president. How dare he? The only thing I ever thought was, this is a man who is leading people of different cultures towards greatness because it's, it's facing uh, the park, which is a great, um, you know, public uh, park, one of the most famous parks that we have in this country anyways, that people from all over the world to see. And now you're destroying imagery that actually celebrates uh, people of color, such as Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, uh, and... And, and Jesus Christ, you're going after religion. Why? What, are, what, what's the, what is your end goal? And that is They the want the government to be God. That is what it is. It's all about the government. Hitler did it. Stalin did it. So did, uh, so did most of the communists. So did uh, China. You're not able to. I know they have some sort of uh, spiritual beliefs that are not really encouraged at all. Instead, you are there to literally support the government and kiss the feet of the government. It's a shame. It really is. But let, let's get on to our second to last segment. All right. The Bubba, Bubba Watson and the hate crime that wasn't. So Bubba Watson claimed that he was being targeted for a hate crime because he came out with an I can't breathe t-shirt. Apparently some of his crew members had found a rope hanging from a garage and they claimed it was a noose. Well, it turns out it wasn't a noose. It was just a rope. It was actually a garage pull and it had been hanging up there since September. But it doesn't matter because the original story already came out labeling NASCAR as racist, and everyone going after the one black NASCAR driver. I mean, honestly, this is what they do. It's for a jump on the story first. They did the same thing with Michael Brown. It was, oh, the cop grabbed him by the throat inside the car and then gunned him down in the street, and then we found out it wasn't true. But guess what? Everyone already bought into the original line. This is what they do. They get there first, they push their narrative, and that's it. Nothing else matters after that. They can recant whatever story they want. We've seen it with the left. We've seen it with AOC where they push a false narrative, and then they recant the next day on Twitter. But, you know, the original story got 3 million likes, and the recant got 50 likes. Because they, know, because they didn't push it. They don't hashtag it. They don't care. So, I mean, this is just another example. I mean, how, how far are we going to push this? Every time something happens that's mildly racist, you know, it's going to be labeled a hate crime. It's going to be this person's a victim. I mean, it's, it's like they don't even wait for the story to develop. No one even talked to anyone. You didn't realize this wasn't a noose. A regular rope that was a garage pull been in there since September. You didn't realize it wasn't a noose. Like, come on. What happens is that is that we're incentivizing victimhood. We're incentivizing it. So we're, what people are noticing is, holy shit! If I come out and say like something horrible, something racist happened to me, I'll get all this media coverage. I'll get all this, you know, accolades. I'll get all these retweets. I get all these people, uh, uh, you know talking about me. So you're incentivizing more people to come out and do that. There were two uh, old white people that were at a cemetery. They were visiting their son. It was, I think, in Connecticut. I'm not sure. But uh, this black guy just came and shot him and robbed them. And did you see retweets about them? Did you see any anything about them? You probably never even knew that this happened. It happened uh, back in March. Because what we're, what we're doing is... Uh, white people are evil. White people are horrible. Look how horrible they are. Uh, and why is this constant attack on white people? Uh, well, it's mostly white men because, again, white men are against communism. They're against uh, uh, censorship. They're against 
you know, uh, uh, taking guns away and stuff like that. So they must always paint the narrative that this group is horrible. This group is evil. Meanwhile, well, going back to slavery, do you know that only 1.4% of the white population in America at the time owned slaves? Yet we vilify the entire race. Another thing is, do you know that white people let Harriet Tubman uh, uh, make a route through their property and they helped her and they hit her and they, they helped her get up north? Oh, no, you don't hear about this. All right. It's just this constant attack on white people. Oh, look at me. Look at me. Uh, look how, how, how horrible my life is because of white people feel bad for me. This guy, I never even knew he existed before this. And look, now we're, we're talking about him. Yeah, 100%. And what people don't understand is that, not to, you know, toot my own people's horn, but white people were responsible for basically ending slavery all over the world. You had British ships and American ships attacking slave ships and stopping the slave trade. And that is a big part of what ended international slave trade. You had the British, who had this vast empire, outlaw slavery across their entire empire. And they were, and people resisted. People in Africa, people in India, people all over the world resisted the end of slavery because they claimed it was part of their lifestyle. But they, this is how slavery ended. I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you guys haven't read White Liberals and Black Rednecks by Thomas Sowell, it's one of the greatest books I've ever read. I'm about halfway through. He talks about culture going all the way back. He examines basically every single culture, middleman minorities, black culture in America, white culture in America, antebellum South, everything. He goes after everything. It's all from a historical perspective. And Thomas Sowell has and the, the thing is, The thing is, the only reason why they come at, at white people is because there's money there. There's money to get. There's <laughs> money to take. Because they never talk about how, hey – my own people sold me this belief, this, this, this crazy belief that I see all the time, that white people were out in Africa with huge nets running after black people and fucking netting them. Ha, I got you. All right, you're mine now. It's just asinine. There were, it, it was, they would pull up to the ship docks. They would pull up to the shipyard or whatever, and they were ready to buy. Buy who? Who was selling them? I mean, come on, all right? But they know if you go to an African warlord trying to get some reparations, they fucking chop your neck off. You know, the biggest thing that I'm looking at is that we can all live in the past no matter what, but whether it be Evan, um, Status, Gabriel, we all right now, we're living in the same side of reality. And, and the people that are painting the narrative are pitching us against each other. So the main thing I'm curious of is, is being that you can own a business, you can own a business, you can have a family. We're, we're, all, we're all men here. We're all protectors. We're all providers for our family. If we have kids, we're going to make sure that we protect them to the death. Why are we letting these people paint the narrative and pitching us against each other? And how do we solve that problem? That's, that's my biggest concern is how the fuck do we stop this? That's, that's the biggest thing because right now, I feel like, honestly, nothing for nothing, no disrespect, but I feel like we're wasting our fucking time because we're being pitted against each other while they are benefiting off of us doing this. And, and we're losing. We're being fucked. We're being literally fucked right now. We're being strategically just, just I mean, like, we're being pitted against each other, whether it be Snyder, whether it be I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what the solution is, but it's, it's a pipe dream, okay? Tell me. So, number one, 
we need voter IDs, right? So for you to attain a voter ID, you need to prove that you are a, a net gain to the tax system. You need to uh, uh, fill out a basic history test, a basic, you know, civics course. So that's number one. We need uh, um, voter IDs. Number two, we need to literally cut immigration to zero. Nobody. Let's stop everything. Let's get our shit together. Let's 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 work it out with the people we have we need to stop people from coming in why because all we're doing is importing more and more people that are susceptible to free stuff so they're going to vote for and they're going to lean towards the people that are giving giving uh, them the free, free stuff, stuff yeah we really have to cut the welfare system down. That's really what it is. If you make it almost impossible or you make it extremely, extremely difficult to stay on welfare for an extended period of time, then you eliminate those people. Because if you go, hey, you come here and you're not eligible for welfare unless you're a citizen. And then even if you are eligible, there is a time limit on it, regardless of your status of employment or family or anything. Then you limit the amount of people that are staying on welfare. It's going to be hard for people. This is what the left doesn't understand. They're like, oh, we need welfare. No, we don't. What we need is some harsh reality for people who are living off the government dime. Listen, if you're yeah. disabled and you really can't work, that's a completely different story. Most people on welfare are not disabled. Most people who are on welfare are just living for free off of me, my taxes and your taxes. Right. That's what's here, going on. Here's the, here's the stupid part of all of this. I saw somebody on my Facebook uh, feed yesterday, uh, actually, no, early this morning, and they put up a tweet, like, uh, it, it was along the lines of, oh, well, you know, during this employment and more people are getting paid, uh, paid higher wages, receiving unemployment, making a living wage, as opposed to, uh, you know, when they were just, uh, as opposed to actually just working. And you know, you realize that the money was there all along and capitalism has failed you. I comment, I said, do you realize that the government does not produce money? They print it, but they don't produce it. Anything that they get is from our money. And you want to go on this whole tax the 1% trip. You realize that they still, and I don't know why everyone likes to, all these, um, all these pseudo leftist economists like to, like to give this pie theory. There's a pie of, of money. I, and I asked somebody when I was talking to him, I actually kind of like red pilled him a little bit. I said, if that's the case, Jeff Bezos would have had the whole pie by now. Yep. If, if, if there was if this pie theory, I said, this pie is infinitely growing. But the majority, the 1%, the top highest people are still, because it's a lot of progressive tax, are paying for the majority, over 25% of yeah. federal income so, tax. So, so Gabe, this is what you should ask him. So, on average, people on unemployment right now are making like nine hundred and eighty a week, right? So, would you ask him? Would you rather get nine hundred and eighty a week from the government, or would you rather compete in the free market and possibly make three k a week, four k a week, five k a week, ten k a week? All right. When you compete in the free market and you go out and you put your skills out there and you actually valuable and you have actual valuable skills, you can make two k a week, three k a week, four k a week like it's nothing. All right. If you're depending on the government, they're going to give you your little 700 bucks a, a week, and that's it. All right? That's all you got. All right? And they'll and run that, out of money. That, They've already run out of money. So this is what happened was all these people getting all this money on unemployment, and then Cuomo comes out like two weeks later and goes, oh, by the way, we don't have the money to pay unemployment. 
Like it, it doesn't work that way. There, the money isn't yeah. there. They're writing. Where's this money coming from? There's no overdraft. We're on a fiat currency. We're right now. We have no gold standard behind our dollar, so our money is literally being. It, it's it literally is like being counterfeited right now, right. and that'll catch up eventually. We're we're bound to two years from now. The inflation of the dollar from all this money that we're printing out of nowhere is bound to catch up. So where your one dollar bottle of water will turn into a four or five dollar bottle of water, and we'll all pay the price for that. Everybody that saves their money puts your money in the bank. That thousand dollars that you have in the bank, that one hundred fifty thousand dollars in the bank, will really ultimately only be worth a quarter of its value because inflation will go up and it will destroy the value because of all this printing money out of nowhere. There's nothing back in it. We don't have anything. Spending is going to be the we, we all, spending we, will be the downfall. That's what the problem is. That's what yeah, happened. Definitely. That's what happened in uh, what was it? The Weimarack, uh, Weimarack Germany, where they were just yeah. printing money and it was worthless. Yeah, yeah. We have Venezuela. You could print all the money you want, but it's worthless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. People are shooting each other in the fucking face for toilet paper yeah, in Venezuela right now because <laughs> because we of all got we all got that old folk, that old person that that says like. Oh, a pack of cigarettes when I was young was worth two dollars. Yeah. And now it's up to like, I don't know, twenty bucks or something. I don't smoke cigarettes, but yeah. you know, uh it says like, oh, when I was young it was two dollars. Yeah, so it's if this keeps going the way it's going, a pack of cigarettes is gonna be worth sixty dollars. Yeah. Right? And back but in nineteen seventy four, uh one ounce of gold was fifty bucks. Right now yeah, it's four what I, I think, think it's at uh seventeen hundred and ninety six bucks. What I think is a realistic solution, all right, because I think you know, just cutting immigration to zero is a pipe dream, even though it would be a solution. But I, what I think is a real solution is at least voter IDs. The fact that we have people with no stake in the game, all right, giving their input and, and having the same say-so as me is, is just ridiculous. So I take the time. To, to read current events, to learn about economics, to learn about history, all right? I take the time to go out in the free market, create a business, do what I have to do to be productive. And then you've got some jack-off that pisses his life away, and his vote counts the same as mine. So well, I status, you know, you know what you got to look at, too, without having that voter ID? You know how much voter fraud that is available out there to happen? I mean, I could let's say I didn't have a voter ID. I could go vote. Tomorrow I could go vote again. The next day I could go vote again if I was on that side. You know what I mean? Because I don't have a voter ID. There's nothing holding me to how many times I can vote. You, you have a voter ID. Even an address. Some count. Yes. But I mean, without the voter ID, I've actually seen videos of, of, of voter fraud happening where the person's like, listen, um, I, I'm, I don't know how to write. And then the person that's actually the voting registry is like, listen, I'll just sign everything for you. Just go in there and vote for whoever you got to vote for. And, and there's, there's, no, there's no standard. There's no set. There's no way that, like you said, exactly. There's no voter ID. One, it should be one. I, in my opinion, one voter ID, one vote, and that's it. That way, you know that there's no voter fraud going on. But the left thinks voter ID is racist because apparently black and brown people are too stupid to figure out how to get to the DMV, according to the which left. Crazy, because voter ID is, is racist, is the, right? Yeah, yeah. Which it's is free. racist in itself by saying that. <laughs> make it free. Make it free. You want to make everything else free? Make voter ID free. You're telling me black yeah. people can't get to the DMV? That, the left is so racist. And it's yeah. such like they try to make it seem like, no, we just care about the poor black and brown people. We want them to be happy. But you think they can't do anything. There, there, was, a video, there was a video on YouTube about, about a guy who debunked that. He went to the hood. And he, yes. was, like, he was like asking, like, so uh, do, you, uh, do you have a driver's license? They're like, 
Yeah. He's like, is going to the DMV, is it like a big burden for you? Is it like a task? He's like, oh, well, the line is pretty annoying. Burden for everyone. It's down the street. Yeah, it's down the street. I could go anytime. It's like, it's a lie. Yep. It really is. It's disgusting. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. they push. And it's, it, and it's all under the guise of caring. This is how, but this is how they win. Because they make you feel bad. They, well, not us. But they make people in the middle who are uninformed feel bad. You know, the whole, that whole myth that the cops are out hunting black people. Well, if I was uninformed, right, and I saw that on the news, I'd be like, oh, my God. That's you believe horrible. it. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. I don't want black people to Look at the statistics. Statistics go exactly opposite of that. Yeah, it's well, true. Michael, to answer your question before, uh, you know, what can we do? I know status took it a slightly different direction from what I would say is we need to get more people that are conservative or moderate leaning into the education system. There are teachers who have to vet other teachers uh, in the education system uh, to go through their training programs. Uh, I can almost guarantee you that most of them that are the ones that are conservative are being turned away and just thrown into the system. Like, Oh, pass them on to somebody else. I don't want someone like that in my classroom educating you know, my students. Uh, secondly, is to support independent media like this. I mean, yeah. censorship is a thing, 100%, and, it, and it's being exposed as we speak by Project Veritas. But the, the fact that these multi-billion and sometimes trillion-dollar companies want to actively censor people like this show like conservative uh, voices and influencers on social media, the fact that we're finding ways to reach people on their platforms is so scary for them that they have to break free speech laws uh, in this country. And the only thing we can really do is try and continue to, to fight and produce more content and to wake people up. The biggest thing that I do uh, is I literally will get into a Lyft or an Uber or some sort of... Um, or, you know, just on my way when I, you know, strike up a conversation with somebody, talk about modern times, like, wow, it's crazy what's happening, right? And eventually just move on to the little red pill. I'm like, listen, you want to talk about it? Here. Here's my social media. Contact me. I'd be more than happy to get deep, you know, to, to go deeper into this with you. And the fact that you, before you come out with the whole Republican MAGA 2020 talk, you actually talk to people like, you know, just regular nonchalant, you'll find that they'll actually listen. And, you know, I was recently able to do that. It felt great to just have a conversation. I said, listen, I might leave this car right now. You might not believe anything that I say. But I at least can say that we had a decent conversation. And the fact is, I, I still get people uh, talking, uh, you know, sending me messages, uh, commenting that I'm a self-hating person, a self-hating whitewash Hispanic, all this other BS. And when I asked them, you know what, how about we actually have a phone call? Let's, let's set up a phone call. Let's talk. It can be long and drawn out, but I'll say I promise it's civility. Recently, I, um, when I posted up the, when pictures were posted about the uh, protest, the rally, a uh, Facebook group went out and was like, oh, well, I don't see a lot of uh, you know, diversity there. And I put on my Hispanic person of color. I was there. It was a great protest, peaceful, perfect to see the community coming together. A guy who was, you know, on the left was, was a little bit, a little bit uh, antsy. And uh, I just calmed it down and I said, listen, you know what, let's talk about civility because, and not here on this public forum. Let's, you and I just have a conversation. So what does civility mean? I said, I'm not going to call you a snowflake. You're not going to call me a self-hating person. And we're not going to curse each other up. How about that? He said, fine. 
we actually have a call set up for Thursday. Hopefully that goes well. I don't know if it's going to work. You're going to get cursed out and call the white supremacist. Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He at least agreed. That was the first step. The first step is always the hardest. And it's the same thing with campaign. We have to get people that represent our ideals into office. And it's not just on the presidential scale. Love Big Matt. But he can't. And what people don't understand is that federalism is a thing. Local governments impact you more than the federal government will. The federal government can have an impact on taxes and whatnot, but the local government will probably nine times out of ten be the one that's screwing you over. Not yeah. So let so let me say something real quick. So um, I do uh, I do think that your method is good. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not. It's, it's slow, though. To have conversation with people, even though these people want to whack you over the head and beat you up. All right. Um, I personally. I'm like, I'm out with friends. I'm out having fun. This is that like going to cookouts. I just keep my beliefs to myself. All right. I talk about, you know, fun stuff. All right. Sports, whatever. But I just keep my beliefs to myself because everyone's going to gang up on me. They're going to, you know, so I just keep my beliefs to myself most of the time. The problem is that we literally have factories that are pumping out leftists into our society and that is called a college university how many people graduate every year all right from hundreds of thousands of universities all right hundreds of thousands of people graduate every year from university are literally being pumped out into the job market with their communist beliefs and the the thing with communism is it's not direct all right, there's all this lingo, all this mumbo-jumbo, word salad, right? So these kids, they're going to college, they're listening to this word salad, and um, they think that this is reality. They think that this is the way it goes. And uh, a solution that I present is voter ID. Besides that, I don't know, because it's it seems like we're outnumbered, because they literally have... The media on their side, they literally have the academia on their side. They have the entertainment industry on their side. Sometimes I feel like, you know, not giving up, but I feel like we're, we're like 10 against 100. It's an uphill well, battle. Yeah, well, it's definitely an uphill battle, but universities are also producing hate. And this is the theory that I have. I'm not sure if anyone wants, to, you know, uh, would agree with me on this, but imagine being. And I'm not making a case for Groypers, but imagine being a, a, a you know, a Caucasian American going to a, a modern day university, seeing everything that's happening, ask, asking questions because you don't, you might not understand what my culture goes through or what someone else's culture goes through. And you, are you comment and say, oh, well, statistics, like Michael said, well, statistics don't back up what you're saying. And then being shut down by professors telling you, you know, how dare you, you're racist for even thinking like that or bringing up any statistics or and the rest of the class hating you too. And of course, it's going to be a, a, a diverse and ethnic, um, you know, classroom because guess what? More of more more uh, black and brown people are going to colleges to get educated. Not the right way, but st we're still getting educated. So that's a, at least one positive about it, I guess. Uh, so that being said, you go home, you turn on the television, you're told that you're, you're wrong and you're automatically... A racist if you don't kiss the boot of a colored person if you don't put up your little black square in solidarity if you don't do this check mark of things you're told that you're a horrible racist person if you don't bow down 
So what do you do? But then you're also told by CNN and these huge, uh, you know, liberal mainstream media outlets, you're told, well, the place for you is the Republican Party, full of racists and horrible people. And then you get to the Republican Party, like, you know what? I kind of agree with this, but I don't agree with that whole, you know, with the whole, um, what they consider progressivism, which is just conservatism. So they create their own little alt-right Groyper movement with other white people that they just can, you know, jerk each other off and feel sorry about each other for. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I had, I recently had one that came, uh, that got onto my page and spoke about my walk away outreach uh, little uh, story on Instagram. And I said, do you support Groypers? And he's, I, I, I called him out. I asked him if he was one. He said, yes, I do. I support them. And in my head, I'm like, you, that walkaway video, that video of, his, of uh, Hispanic Americans coming together to try and spread awareness in the community, we didn't promise that we were going to solve every issue that was happening in New York City. We didn't promise any of that. So the only thing we did was we we're going to try and actually start a conversation with the community or people from the area or Hispanics in the community and say, listen, wake up. We can, we can work together and make and change what's happening now. We can change and make the communities better and safer. And his whole thing was, yeah, well, we, you know, we have to preserve uh, the white race. My response to that is you realize that more white Americans are becoming liberal and bowing down to this, this, these uh, checklists of things that you have to do to not be seen as racist, not be canceled, you realize that your methods will never work. And you will ultimately need to do outreach. And you're the reason why the media will say that the Republican Party or the conservative uh, ideologies or right-wing ideologies are that of extremists and racists because they won't look at people like myself, like Status, uh, like Evan or Michael. They won't look at people like us. They'll look at you. And, they'll and you'll ruin it for everyone. All the work that we're trying to do to make sure that we're ensuring a better society for the United States moving forward, once we all leave this great earth, is going to be, is, is going to be destroyed because of your uh, stupid uh, little comments. Another problem with the education system is that it's full of women. And by the way, a lot of people don't know, the, the biggest followers of leftism are uh, minorities and women, okay? Um, unmarried women, actually. Not, not women in general, but unmarried women, uh, blacks, Hispanics, you know, Asians. The, those, are the, the, those are the base of the Democratic Party. So you get all these unmarried women in, uh, in academia, and they're more likely uh, to push that onto the, the kids. Now, why don't you get men into academia well because men are more intelligent and they know it doesn't pay so us men we go into things that make more money um yes it's sad it would be nice for for more uh, uh, libertarian conservative right-wing people to get into to academia but what what happens is the people that are more likely to be libertarian conservative right-wing are men mostly white men um, and those white men are more likely to go into things that make more money and, and not teaching, which doesn't make much money. Uh, they actually make like $60 an hour, but with all the time off, you know, they don't make much money. All right, guys, let's move forward. Our last segment, How Dare You? How dare Someone you? Someone needs to check Brett Favre for CTE. Jesus Christ, this man has lost his goddamn mind. If you haven't seen it yet this week, Brett Favre came out with a statement saying that Colin Kaepernick, 
will be elevated to Pat Tillman level hero status. How for those dare of you, you who don't remember who Pat Tillman is, he is the safety for the Arizona Cardinals who quit the NFL to join the army after 9-11 and was killed by a friendly fire in Afghanistan. The fact that Brett Favre made any comparison to a whiny, washed-up, second-string, no-talent hack quarterback. How dare you! To an American hero who sacrificed millions of dollars just to get killed in the desert is absolutely disgraceful and disgusting. And no one talks about Glenn Coffey either. Glenn Coffey also quit the NFL to join the military. There are people who are actual heroes who left the football field to serve this country. And the fact that he's going to compare Colin Kaepernick to these people... This man needs to be checked. He's, I mean, he's looking like Joe Biden right now. I mean, I don't even know what he's talking about. Does he know what he's talking about? Not at all. You have somebody that literally wants to go serve their country, feels the need to serve, give up their very comfy lifestyle because I would, I'm going to make the argument that the military is severely underpaid uh, for the amount of hours and time that you put into you know, the job person who leaves that lifestyle to, to, to serve the Call of Duty, something that less than 1% of the population does, to then be, so you compare that to a person who started, who took a need because they were failing at their job and knew that if they fired him, they would be called racist. There's no comparison whatsoever. I, I can almost guarantee you that Colin Kaepernick does not understand a really difficult struggle because he was brought up in a upper middle class family. A he white family was, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but he also he was taken out of the adoptive system because he was a foster. <clears throat> he was taken out of that system where that was that is a systemic. You know, we can actually I think we can agree that that is a you know foster kids have do have a disadvantage because they are left without any parental figures. But that, with that being said, this is a man who decided to try and make a statement to try and divide the country because he knew that it would save his own career. Someone who hasn't even, you know, understood what selfless service means. That's one of our army values is selfless, selfless service. Uh, and this person has no sense of duty. Colin Kaepernick, I can almost guarantee you have no sense of duty whatsoever to your country. What you've done is just take Chinese money for your Nike products and try and kowtow, waving your little blue check mark around on all social media, trying to, put people against each other. That's all you've been doing for years. Tillman actually did the complete opposite and embodied the army values even before he made the decision to switch because he was considering it and he gave up everything to do it. Status? So I actually, um, so I respect the military and I respect uh America and I and I respect what America is supposed to, uh, the values that the founding fathers have and the Constitution and things like that. Um, the problem I have with Colin Kaepernick was that he involved the flag uh, into his protest, so it was a police protest. So he involved the flag, and you know it's very wrong to uh, be against your own country. For example, in the Dominican Republic. If you burn a Dominican flag, everybody in the neighborhood is beating your ass, okay? You got grandmas taking off their freaking sandals to kick your ass. Everyone's going to kick your ass, 
All right. But here in America, we have so many people that hate it. Yet, this is the country where you have easy access to transportation, easy access to medicine, easy access to entertainment, easy access to follow whatever it is you want to follow in life. You know, you got people, you know, making millions of dollars uh, on OnlyFans. You got uh, women selling fucking their bath water, making money. You got people making money being pranksters on YouTube. You got people making money being gamers on YouTube. That's how prosperous this country is. Yet you hate it. Okay. Why do you hate it? You hate it because you personally are a loser that made bad decisions and it's the system's not working for you. So that's why you want to take it down and you want to recreate it into this gimme, 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 gimme system. Now, the other guy you mentioned that went on to serve the military, this is something that I personally on my show, the gym status show, I coach men against. I coach men against joining the military. I coach men against joining the system that continues to allow men to get divorce raped. It continues to allow men to uh, get, uh, uh, you know, uh, sexual accusation. You know, this is the system that forces men to pay for losers that don't want to make good decisions. So I don't agree with, Colin Kaepernick being anti-nationalistic, and I don't agree with the other guy uh, fighting for a system that oppresses men. And by the way, men are oppressed in the United States. We're treated like crap, all right? Uh, we're get, we get divorce rape. You work for your entire life building a business, trying to be, become something of yourself. Then you can have some woman walk in and steal it all from you, all right? So, uh, but... If I were to pick a side, I'd be with the, the guy who, who picked to join the military and serve, serve his country because I do respect the Constitution and I do respect what the founding fathers wanted this country to be until we got commies that changed, this, changed it around. Mike? Um, with Kaepernick, I really don't want to waste too much time talking about the dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be honest, not for nothing. He had fucking nothing but fucking opportunities here. Me, personally, I'll tell you what, not for nothing. I mean, I'm a Caucasian male. I'm Irish-American. I'm American. Um, I've spent about a third of my life in group homes when I was a kid. I've gone through a, lo a lot of shit. I came from a broken home. I finally own my own business. And honestly, I attribute that to all the pain and struggles I've ever been through. Um, for this dude to, to try to make a national fucking statement by bending the knee and, and and going against the entire country that gave him the utmost freedom that he, he actually is allowed to have. When he could go to Syria, he go to any other country, and, and he's not going to be expected to have any type of freedom or any anything, any chance that he's had to true freedom that, that he's had in this country. It, it's kind of disgraceful. I don't even want to waste my time on him, to, to be honest, to speak about that, because, I mean, I'm proud through all the struggles I've been through, that at least I'm here, and that at least I've been able to grow, and I, at least I've been able to... To, to have a chance to, to I don't know, to, to what true freedom is, what our founding fathers really wanted for us. Um, unfortunately, right now, in today's day and age, besides all this political stuff, honestly, right now, all I see, this is kind of off subject, but I literally see like every single constitutional right that's afforded to all of us as Americans is being under attack. This is going off the subject of this podcast right now, but literally, if you put the Constitution in front of you, the Bill of Rights in front of me, Every single one right now is under attack, one by one. We're being, we're literally, it's literally being dissembled. It's literally being 
just tore, tore apart. And my main thing that bothers me for my son's future, it, it, that, that worries me tremendously is, is how to fix this, how to stop this from happening. Kaepernick, he can bend the knee, not, you know, he can, he can turn against the freedoms that are afforded to him. But my thing is right now with what's going on in this country, with the, the whole hoax, the COVID-19, with this race war that they've incited, which is bullshit, because the statistics, the numbers don't lie. The, the numbers don't add up. How do we fix this? How do we stop this from happening? That's really what my concern is. That's really what bothers me. That's something that, that, that goes against who I am as a person, you know? And, and I'm just really worried about that for, for all of our kids' futures, is how to stop what's happening right now. Because I could see 20 years down the road, our kids are going to grow up in a really shitty future. And it's not even, the thing is this too, when, when Nazi Germany did this, um, America came to this, to save the day, you know, France, Europe was there, but right now this is taking over the entire world. There's nobody going to come save the day. It's happening across America. It's happening across every single country in the United States. What do we do? I'm actually really worried, like badly worried. You know, this is like my worst nightmare coming to truth, if that makes sense. There is no one else coming to save the day. America, we are the ones who really come to save the day. So we're going to have to stand up and fight back. And that is what we are doing here, guys. And I think this is the best place to end this show. But just remember, share, like, subscribe, move, send this around to people. Send it to people who are on the fence. If you know someone who is on the fence about what's going on, send them our show. Send them other conservative shows. Every single, almost every person I know who was either uninformed or on the fence and didn't have strong feelings, once you put conservative values in front of them, they're going to jump on it because conservative values are the values of the founding of this nation. And if you care about this country going forwards, you need to stand up and we have to fight back. So I want you guys to go around and just let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Gabe, if you want to give them your 3,000 uh, handles on social media. So if you're on Instagram, find me at Baron.Montalvo. On Twitter, it is Baron underscore Montalvo. It is B-A-R-O-N, not how do you spell Trump's son's name uh, on Facebook? You can uh, look me up Gabriel E. Montalvo on the page uh, tab. And if you support the Hispanic conservative movement, please look up uh, on Facebook, Republican national Hispanic assembly, New York chapter and uh, RNHA New York on Instagram. Status. So you can find me on Instagram, Jim status, G Y M S T A T U Z. I have a, a podcast that is semi-successful. It has a decent uh, um, amount of views, a decent amount of following. Um, so, yeah, G-Y-M-S-T-A-T-U-Z. I speak more about men's issues, uh, but I also touch on economics and politics. And I, I get into a little bit of the bull crap because humans, we love entertainment. So I talk a little bit about pop culture. I talk a little bit about like celebrity bull crap a little bit just to keep people, you know, because us humans, we, we like we like the, 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 the red laser light just like a cat does. All right. And we we're, we're, we're susceptible to looking at bullshit. So I talk a little bit about celebrity bullcrap, but mostly I talk about men's issues and economics. All right, Mike, why don't you let people know where they can find you? You can find me at Anarchy Tattoo Studios if you're on Instagram, A-N-A-R-C-H-Y-T-A-T-T-O-O-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. Um, I'm not normally into political conversations whatsoever. Actually, I've never have done a Zoom. This is my first Zoom podcast ever. I've done one other live feature maybe 
about a month ago. Um, the only thing that's actually brought me to the table talking about any of this is the fact that what's going on right now just is, goes against everything that I've ever believed in, everything that I've ever lived for, and every freedom that I think every American has deserved. So that's the only reason why I've stepped up and spoke up um, on this platform or any other. Um, but yeah, you can see me. I will post stuff on my business page, which usually I wouldn't even mix political views with business, but I think that this actually is more important than my business. I don't even care about my business. What's happening right now uh, is disgraceful. Honestly, for everything I've ever been brought up to believe in, the freedoms that we're all afforded living in this country, this is disgusting what's happening. And I don't think it should, it's not deserved for anybody that lives here, especially for our kids, our kids' futures 10 years down the road right now. 10 years from now, if we do not do something to stand up to stop what's happening from happening, it will be the end of freedom as we know it. I know that for a fact. I'll put that on everything I love. So that's why I'm even speaking right now. Nervous as hell being on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> My first, if you guys couldn't tell, I bet you could. But yeah, very nerve-wracking, you know. But yeah, that's, that's why I'm speaking up. No, so. Glad to have you, Mike. And hopefully everything with your business goes great soon. Um, guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram at GetRedPilledOnY, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives. We are on Twitter at Empire State Cons. There, there are links to all the audio episodes are up there. I try to stay off Twitter because I will just end up getting banned. Make sure also YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network. And as always, you can find all of our links to all of our things, including our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. All the money, once again, goes back into spreading the message of trying to save this nation from leftist insanity. If we do not stand up and fight back, we will lose it. The only way to fight back, guys, sadly, is with money. So if you can buy merch, if you can donate to us, that is all greatly appreciated. We do not pocket any of this money. All the money goes back into helping you, into helping us, into helping this country. So for that, everyone stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm -hmm.